I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Shorty, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. Closer than my peeps, you are to me, angel. Courtney, <laughs> doing angel this week. Yes, we are. Um, were you a fan of Buffy? Have you ever watched Buffy? No. Okay, so this is brand new to you. My preconceived notions of the show was it was like Franklin and Bash. So <laughs> I was quite a bit taken back when it was a vampire show. I don't what? know what the fuck Let's it was. Let's start from the top and work our way down. What? <laughs> like I thought Angel was like a like crime drama. Okay. I mean, kind of. So wait, 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 wait. Even a more high level than this, you didn't know it was a spinoff of Buffy? No. Oh, so what did you think about the first three minutes when they turn into vampires? Oh, I mean, I caught on pretty quick. I did my research a little bit beforehand. So, I mean, I understood. But my preconceived notion was like, oh, this is the Bones guy. I've never seen Bones, but I know this is the Bones guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David Boreanaz. That was, that's, that's all I had. That's all I had going what? into this. That is wild. I can't believe it. Never seen Buffy. I did enjoy this, though. I will tell you. I very much enjoy this. I love vampire monster stuff. Like this is kind of like grim before grim type of stuff. I was into. Okay. What did you think of him? David Boreanaz as a character, as an actor. I like him. Okay. He, he reminds me of, there's a guy in the league and he reminds me of him. They look like identical. This is, I am flabbergasted that you didn't know what this was. No, so you liked it as a first time viewer with no background. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I, I caught on pretty damn quick. It doesn't. It's well, that's not. I'm going to say I have mixed feelings about this because I feel like I'm supposed to like it because I was such a fan of Buffy. But at the same time, I really didn't care for the tone of the show. Why not? It's supposed to be dark and ominous. It's like. Uh, okay. That's kind of where I'm not into it. So I felt like this was a little bit like Buffy meets Batman, and I wasn't really into that. Buffy was sort That's of... That's what I just said. It's Batman. <clears throat> yeah, I don't like it. Like, Buffy was kind of brighter. T- like, she was kind of brighter. She was more effervescent. The storytelling was better. She was supposed to be like a kick-ass woman whose duty it was to protect because she was the chosen one, quote-unquote. So there's some, like, mythology behind, like, her tale Angel is just like a character from her story and he himself does have like a really unique and interesting background, but we're getting so much fluff here and not enough of that, like of that, like depth of his atonement. Like plus Buffy, the TV series was a like a remake of Buffy, the vampire slayer, the movie. Did you ever see that movie? No. Oh, it's this really awesome eighties movie with Christy Swanson and, Oh, okay. You know, I've seen the the um movie poster. She's like on her knees with the thing. Yeah, the with the thing. green crop top. Yeah. Yeah, so that movie kind of has like the same sarcasm and like kick assness as the TV show, but um the TV show was like a little darker where the movie was a little more campy. So which I didn't mind that like when they went in that direction, but now they've taken Angel and it's like even darker. So like I didn't really care for that. I like that stuff. 
I don't need another. Okay, so I will like go in and preface like I have watched Vampire Diaries. I have yeah. read all the Twilight books. I've oh watched God. all the Twilight films. I'm into vampire like stuff. I'm into vampire shit too, but I'm into interview with a vampire. I am not into teenagers sucking on each other's necks and pretending to be vampire shit. I hate exactly. that. Exactly. So this was the opposite of Vampire Diaries, and that's why I liked it. Hmm. Okay. Maybe I just don't. Maybe I'm just like holding it too. Like, I don't know. It was kind of slow too. I don't know. I mean, slow. It was slow, slow storytelling, like slow pace, where I almost like lost interest at like three. What are you talking about? Yeah. Are you high? No. Are you high off that rigatoni you were just (laughs) inhaling before we started recording? I am not. If anything, it energizes me more. I need those carbs. But no, like, I will say I like the little bits of humor that they worked in here. That's sort of the thing that Buffy would do too. She was kind Mm -hmm. of like a wise ass. She was punny, but I just think that she was a better character and a better lead of the show. And this just kind of was like, I'm going to explain at the end, maybe like after we like recap how I think this should have been done Okay. with Angel. And then maybe it'll make more sense, but I can't get behind a hundred and five pound Michelle Geller, like being an ass kicker vampire. I just can't. That's the cool thing about that, though, because she's the chosen one. She's so trained. She's so like, it's like her. It's what she's meant to be. Your face looks like you have constipation. What's the issue? I just, I, I, whatever. (laughs) It's like, I know people love Buffy. It's like a very cult following. People have deep and rooted feelings in it. Yes. You know, I'm coming in. Without any knowledge, they pretty much summed up the entire Buffy, his character in the Buffy series in like 10 seconds, which yeah. I was like, I appreciated in the beginning. Well, I will talk about that. it. That's what Zena didn't do. Uh, but yes, if you were a first time viewer, we needed that for sure. Yeah, I needed to know his background and like how they interacted. Um, so like, I got it. It was good. I enjoyed it. But let's get, give me some background on Buffy. Yeah, me um, let me let me just... I. Just a couple high-level things here. So Angel premieres in 99. It's a spinoff of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Both ran on the WB Network and were created by Joss Whedon. Um, This is our first Joss Whedon thing, I think. But we are doing Firefly at some point, too. So I'll be interested to see how these two differentiate from each other. Um, Anyway, Angel ran for five seasons. Buffy ran for seven. So they ended within a year of each other. Uh, Buffy ends in 03, Angel ends in 04. And Angel was praised, to your point, for being progressive and kind of showing the sort of noir anti-hero. Like, he's basically a sympathetic vampire vigilante. But it was also criticized, to my point, for being a lesser version of Buffy. With that said, when the WB announced that they were canceling the show, it was the second rated show for... um, 18 to 34 year olds on that network right behind Smallville another show we did in our season one so Angel did gain traction each year that it was on which um I think is interesting but that's I can't imagine a lot of people just tuned into this without being fans of Buffy Mm -hmm. like I don't think you're getting a lot of first-time viewers on this yeah it's like Walking Dead and then like Fear of the Walking Dead you have to have some sort of preface of what's going on in order to gain but I mean, what are you just trying to capture the same audience or are you trying to grow a different audience? I feel like if you're like, is Buffy that popular that even a watered down version of it will be popular and sustainable? Like, I don't yeah. think so. 
Yes. You have to do Buffy, something different. Well, Buffy was like the main thing of the WB, which I know we've like touched on and other things we've talked about, like when we talk about Dawson's Creek, but Buffy was like the first and like the cornerstone of it. So I think that's, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. You don't want to just carry over the same audience. So they did take it in a different angle, but I almost think like if you are expecting this to be like Buffy, it's not. It is, but it isn't. Okay. Cause they're going to take it in a more like, she took it in a way of like, there was mysteries like that you had to kind of unpack and, you know, people to track down and it all kind of led to like a bigger mission. This is, I can tell already is going to be that like week by week detective breakdown. No, absolutely. Would you find, okay. So there's three main characters in the show, obviously, because we're only introduced to three of them in the opening credits. What did you find out about them? I only did two of them because I'm going to save one for the next one. Okay. All right. So, um, I found a fun fact first, uh, when the episode originally aired, it followed Buffy, the vampire slayer, the freshman on the same night at 29 minutes in, into, uh, the program, Buffy answers a phone and someone says, hello, hello. And no one responds at 41 minutes into the episode of angel. He makes a phone call of Buffy's voice goes, hello, hello. And then angel hangs up. Oh, I love that connecting piece. See, I'm watching this so many years later. Like I watched Buffy when I was literally like a child, like a tween into teen. So I couldn't even remember until they gave that recap of like, well, where'd he go? Like I knew a bunch of it. Like I knew a bunch of like his background story and their relationship, but I couldn't even remember like where he went or why he left. So um, that's a really cool piece of that, especially for viewers of both. So David Borean, I don't know how to say his name. David Boreanaz. David Boreanaz. Um, he's actually married to a girl that played Denise on Dawson's Creek. I don't know if she was like a minor character. My mind or is spinning with who that is. But that's what I found out. I figured you might know. That was a fun fact for you. Thank you. Um, another fun fact. He was discovered while walking his dog. So I got to get out there and do that more. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Just get out there and show the bad. Kind of fun fact uh, people might not know. He actually ad-libbed a lot of his lines in the show and co-star Amy Acker said in an interview. I think it's great. He has so much fun playing this character. It's a lot more improvision and taking risks. You never know what he's going to say. It changes from take to take. That's kind of nice because <clears throat> I would think the opposite about him. Like this seemed like something that was so scripted. So I kind of, I like that piece of it. Well, in the bar scene and stuff, he's just probably just having that was steer. I will say that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was offered starring roles in Batman Begins and Superman Returns, but turned them down due to Angel. It makes sense because it's kind of in that same tone. Well, I mean, I would have taken those. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Like, oh, do you want to be in a blockbuster? Do you want to continue in the WB? Like, I don't know. That's yeah, I would have been like, oh, fuck yes, please. Um, the next one I'll talk about is Charisma Carpenter. She plays Cordelia. She was an NFL cheerleader for the San Diego Chargers football team. That's why she's so peppy. The role of Delilah in the faculty was written specifically for her, but it was turned down because it was too similar to Buffy the Vampire Slayer character, Cordelia. Yeah, yeah, because she is also a carryover from Buffy, and that makes perfect sense because they are essentially the same character. 
After starring in Buffy the Slam, a vampire slayer and angel, and guest starring in episodes of Charmed, she became the face of the supernatural drama, uh, supernatural dramas on the WB. Oh. And the last fact about Charisma is that she was named after an Avon perfume. Oh, God. I, you know, I've obviously known from all these years of watching these shows, but when it came up on the credits today, it's cute when you say Charisma Carpenter because it's like the alliteration, but saying yeah. Charisma, because you imagine just being like, hey, Charisma, come here. Like, it's so off-putting. Now, welcome to the stage, Charisma. Yeah, yeah. That's what oh, I hear. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right, live watch. Yeah, get us right into the live view where we start off with a subpar voiceover. Angel is pretending to be drunk at a bar. Uh, he's going on about a girl that he misses, which we find out to be Buffy later. Obviously. He notices three sketchy guys at the bar that are about to leave with two girls. He follows them into the alley, and the dudes turn out to be vampires who try to kill this girl. You notice who that one guy was? No. From Lost. You didn't recognize him? No, I never watched Lost. Oh, you're always posting Lost shit. You've never watched it? What are you talking about? I posted the Kim Kardashian thing on our... You legit just put up a Lost post yesterday. Yes, because it's funny. Whatever. I know the premise of Lost. I didn't watch that bullshit. Moving on. Moving on. So Angel just absolutely smokes these guys. And he (laughs) has like these wooden sticks that like come up from his wrists. Kind of like Spider-Man. It was like a bat, you know, it was like a bat gadget thing. Like, yeah. there's the wooden sticks. Go, go gadget wooden stick. <laughs> One of the girls who's like bleeding from her head was, tries to go over and thank him, but he's like, "Get away from me! Get away from me!" I think obviously because he's attracted to blood. That's why um, they wanted to be in Batman Begins. He could do that deep voice like Christian Bale. I love that voice. It's the best. You either die a villain or you live long enough to. No, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a hero. No, <laughs> you either die a villain. No, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Boom, nailed it. Uh, Angel makes his way to his new house that's in a basement apartment beneath the ground floor of an office. Basically a lair. It's yeah, basically but- a lair. He goes down in a wooden elevator to get down there. Like... <laughs> Those elevators scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Have you ever ridden one of those elevators before? No, I refuse. Thinking about it gives me heart palpitations. <laughs> so I was a tour guide, and uh, when I was in college, and I worked at like the mansions in Newport, Rhode Island, and there was oh. a bunch of them in in those, and uh, it gets scary. So he makes his way down to his lair, and he runs into this Irish dude. Uh, named Doyle he introduces himself explaining that he's half human half demon and recaps the story of Angel's life his most recent painful breakup with Buffy and his subsequent move to LA so okay I didn't understand like I knew Doyle wasn't full human obviously like there was that little joke he made about being human on his mother's side and then he like his face turned but through the whole episode I was still wondering what he is and who he is like i know you said a demon but they didn't he is not a kid he's not a leftover character from buffy oh okay. i know you don't know that so i have no idea what his capabilities are why he has them i was like what is he a gremlin like i like was trying to like guess like what he was <laughs> like, like a hedgehog could he look like a his face look like a hedgehog yeah like did it leave you wanting more to understand who he was because i 
still don't know. And I feel like that was a missed point in this. So my understanding is that he's just like a messenger vessel from some other higher power and that his, his job is just to deliver these messages to to Angel and like a list of names. So there's a lot of shows that have like lists of names that come from a higher power, like Umbrella Academy. You get a name, you have to go kill that person. You don't know where it comes from. So yeah. he's serving as the vessel. Like Dead Like Me. Remember how I told you about how they do the post-its and then they go and they take the soul before the person dies? I mean, they basically the same thing here. Hands him a fucking post-it or whatever his mission is. But I didn't, I for a brand new character, now you're doing a spin-off show. Now you know Angel. You have now given 10 minutes of his background with Buffy. We know Cordelia because we also know her from Buffy. Him, they did such little explanation on and i felt like why wouldn't we know who he is he's brand new and he's going to be here for the whole time because he's in the opening credits well we don't know that yet he was in the opening credits well besides the credits in the story arc he could just be like a one-off character like someone comes in like introduces him and stuff so yeah, he was like a puck type character Weird. yeah it's, it's, it's just you you got to open up your you don't have an open mind when it comes to fantasy stuff no you really don't I you don't. can't just like go with the flow. I like realism. You like what? I like realism. I'm very okay. feet on the ground. <laughs> yeah, okay. A lot of your weird horror stuff really has its feet on the ground. <laughs> um, also, why is he so cool with this like rando dude chilling in his crib? Yeah, like that was another thing. He's just like looking through the fridge, like just... <laughs> Like, no, he he never got overly excited about everything. And I know that Angel's about, you know, roughly 300 years old at this point. But, like, wouldn't you be like, what's going on? Like, I mean, like, I know you've seen some shit, but I'd be like, okay, you just, like, morphed in front of me into some weird fucking yeah. thing. Maybe you tell who me are you? Are. Why are you in my house? <laughs> I'm literally going to kick you through my wall. That's what I'd be like. Get the fuck out of here. Who are you? Yeah, he's supposed to be some, like ass-kicking person here some you know vigilante type thing and i don't know everything was just too calm cool and collected like even his opening narration like i said it was like subdued he's like the yeah. city of los angeles like i'm like he needed like an upper before it started yeah so doyle goes on and on after that and he gets into telling angel that he gets these visions regarding people who whose lives that angel needs to touch he says a true redemption lies not just in saving lives, but also saving souls as well. Uh, yes. Doyle kind of concludes this grand fucking whatever he's doing uh, by handing over a scrap piece of paper, which he's jotted down a young woman's name, Tina. Um, and when Angel asks why Tina needs him, Doyle replies that getting involved with a life is something that he needs to figure out. And it's his first order of business. I, did you like his little um, joke in the middle there when he's like, well, why would a random woman talk to me? And he's like, have you looked in the mirror lately? And he's like, I guess yeah. you haven't, huh? Like, they, like I, I love, love vampire the, puns. Yeah, like you, oh, I didn't even get that. Oh, that's yeah. funny. I didn't even get that. Function. Yeah. I took it as like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. Like, yeah. Well, he was saying like, have you looked in the mirror? Like you're hot. And then when he's like, oh, I guess you haven't lately. It's because like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of weird. He's never seen himself. Mm -hmm. This actually makes sense now. Yes. Oh my God, Courtney. Light bulb just went off in my brain. Yeah. 
Okay, this explains the next scene. So he goes to find this girl, Tina. She's a waitress at this restaurant. And he's so fucking bad at talking to women. I'm like, dude, why? But not only that. Okay, okay. He's never seen himself. He's a good looking guy. But he's also been around for 300 years. You think you can approach someone? Yeah. Well, you know, part of that scene kind of tripped me up, too. Because I, like, he had this big love affair with Buffy. And he was kind of always, like, brooding and, like, lurking in the shadows type dude. But he always seemed a little more smooth than he seemed here. And it's like, I'm like, well, why is he acting like such a nerd? Like, you know, I don't know. It was kind of, like, didn't quite match up to what I well, usually Well, he's also pretty beat up on the rebat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he goes up to this girl, Tina. He somehow gets her to agree to, like, go out with him or something. Yeah. Uh, but Tina bursts out the back door, pulls out pepper spray, and, and accuses him of being employed by someone named Russell Winters. Yeah. He's like convinces her that he's not and like offers her a lift to like what she calls a fabulous Hollywood party uh, that she plans to attend. Do you think that was a fabulous Hollywood party? Yeah, pretty much. He rolled There's in there and basically a damn sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, that yeah, he never changes out of that V-neck fucking sweater. <laughs> The budget, the clothing budget for this show must have been like $12 at the thrift store because they just needed like a pea coat and a black V-neck. They just went to Kohl's really quick. <laughs> uh, while they're at the party, I laughed out loud at the guy who wants to be his manager. He goes, you are a really good looking guy. Yeah. You must be an actor. He's like, nope. He goes... And then he said something, and then he's like trying to give him his card and stuff. I'm like, dude, get the fuck out of here. I'm not trying to pick you up. I have a boyfriend. He just like it was so. It was so. The, I like when they inject humor with the Irishman, right? Like it's funny. It's kind of like I had to explain that little like vampirism to you. Like those are witty. Like some of the interactions are forced. Like that seemed like a forced interaction. Like to yeah. make a joke, you know. I think it was supposed to be awkward. Yeah. But... Well, it worked. <laughs> Well, Angel then runs into Cordelia Chase, who tells him she's now a successful actress who lives in a condo in Malibu, and she knows he's a vampire and is, like, really cool with mentioning it loud. Well, she's a dit. I mean, as you can tell. So, like, it doesn't even dawn on her to, like, keep that on the DL. And also, like, I love... Well, I cringe and I love how super tan she is because it's such a thing of the early aughts to be like that, like crisp out in the sun and then have like bleached white teeth. Like she looks like the year 2000. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, she's very fitting the role very well. Yeah. Tina runs back into Angel saying that there's a man named Stacy who's harassing her and that she's ready to leave. On her way to the parking garage, Angel gets in a fight with Stacy and his goons. Uh it was so funny that they take her into a car and then he jumps into a car and it's not his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in the middle of the fight scene. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. There was some good parts about that. And I don't know what your thoughts were. I mean, I still knew I was watching a vampire show, but I guess I kind of like put that out of my mind for a minute because I definitely thought that she was going to be like talking about her pimp, the way she kept explaining Russell and like the whole situation and how there were other girls involved. Like, didn't you feel like she might have been like a prostitute and he was the pimp? I don't know what it. Yeah, it was kind of like weird that like. I don't I don't get it how they're you never find out in this episode how they're linked. No, what their connection is or why he had other girls like 
established with him. They were some definite, like, they would, like, lead you down a path and you'd be like, all right, I think I know what this path is. And then they were like, oop, cut that off. We're going with, like, a new scene, a new story here. Like, a lot of just weird disconnects. I'll get into more of that in a little bit, but um, I also want to say, like, after he saves her and brings her home, like, my first thought is, like, okay, she's just going to go stay with this dude that she doesn't know. Like, yeah, I get that he saved her, but this is still L.A., and, like, you still have, like, a tall, dark stranger in an underground lair. Like, you just, you know. Like, axes on the wall that you make note light of and don't even, like, question. Yeah, like, you're already kind of you know, feeling iffy because you've been attacked all night. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is just weird to me. So I wrote, why is she cool with this? There's a huge fucking ax on the wall. No wonder you're in this situation. Yeah, exactly. Like she, that's what I was saying. Like, that's what also made me think like, maybe she was a prostitute because, and like going in random people's homes because she seemed overly comfortable with just staying there for nothing. Yeah. Two is, there's a lot of this. These girls are very open ditzy one dimensional one dimensional so after tina falls asleep angel spends the night in the public library on the biggest dial-up computers you've ever seen in your entire life stellar computer graphics going on and i love that he's just like i'm gonna do some midnight research let her sleep it off like so weird so he's searching for information about tina's friend denise who disappeared um after becoming involved with russell he searches murders comma young women and like he hits on the case in the He's middle of Los Angeles <laughs> and somehow get the autopsy photo. He had the top Google search came up and now he's on a list somewhere. Like what like so I'm pretty sure that was like Netscape that he was on. Yeah. It was for sure it was. Windows ninety five. I would appreciate more if he was like in the microfiche in the basement, like going through old newspaper articles. If he like, had like a little like, little area where he could do research yeah i how did he get the autopsy photos you can't just google autopsy photos of random people yeah it was like okay so this is 99 they want to be like you know what's big now computers (laughs) go on the internet let's put it in like there was no rhyme or reason for it Mm -hmm. uh the next morning angel sneaks in through waterways apparently um into his apartment uh, and tells Tina that he believes her friend Denise was murdered. As she listens, Tina suddenly spots Doyle's note listing her name, workplace, conveniently next to the bed. Um, she thinks that he's running some scam for Russell. She panics and runs. Angel tries to grab her as she's exiting the building, but the sunlight burns his hand, causing him to turn into a vampire, kind of ref- like a reflex and a shock and terror. Yeah. Tina leaves. Yeah. So is it me or did she not look nearly as terrified as she fo- should that this dude's face just transformed and his hand basically became like a fireball in the sun? Like she I just kind of up like, immediately. She's just like, oh, like taken back. like, hmm. And then just like leaves oh. out the window. I was like, scream, like, do, like bite him, hit him. Like what? She's just like, oh, and then like she's <laughs> like. It's like he farted in the car. She's yeah. like, oh. Oh, God. I, I, You know what I put at this point, too? I wrote, I still do not understand why I'm supposed to care about this girl or her mystery. Thank God. Uh, thank God what happens, happens. Uh, so Russell mm-hmm. finds Tina uh, when she returns to her apartment to pack. She has a gun that she points to him. And I'm like, where the fuck was this the whole time? Um, she allows herself to be drawn into his arms. And Russell, vampire, 
like turns into a vampire, bites her. Angel races to the rescue, but Tina's already dead. So I'm like, he okay, cool. good on that neck too. He went right in like a snake. And yeah. I don't like, <laughs> to me, he's not like a good looking or like overly charismatic man. This Russell to be like, come into my arms. Like there was nothing like alluring about him. He's he looked an old like, creepy dude. Yeah, he Maybe looked like she's a, like a sugar baby. Yeah. He, he looked like a lawyer that has like one of those 10 cent offices, like in like a, the warehouse. You know what I mean? Just like. Mm-hmm. He was an extra in Wolf of Wall Street when they were in the vent, invent, uh, Investor Center. Yeah, th- that's basically him in this. Yeah. Russell then meets with his lawyer to discuss an alibi um, and then orders his lawyer to bring him Cordelia, who he selected apparently as like his next victim or something. Like, he's like, I want her. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's what's happening. I just didn't understand, like, if he's the antagonist, why didn't they introduce him a little bit earlier? Like, why hasn't she been running? Like, it took so long to, first of all, we had to learn who Angel was, then his mission, and it took so long to peel back the layers of, like, what was going on with her. There was no lead up to this guy and, like, why we're supposed to care about his intentions, I guess, to point at Cordelia. Villain of the week type dude, but it was, it's not like they could just said drug dealer. I would have been like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, great. But they wasted so much time They don't, like, actually say what he does. Yeah, it's so weird. I, I I think the whole thing is supposed to be like, well, this can bring Angel and Cordelia together and duh, now she's the female lead on the show. But it was like they wasted so much time on that other girl's hangups that I was like, I'm lost. Like, why do I care about this? Yeah. Well, anyways, Angel tracks down Stacy, who is like the bad guy that they beat up in the garage, interrogates him to reveal where Winter's located. Um, and then persuades Doyle, the the Irish dude, um, to go avenge Tina's death. Cordelia yeah. goes to Russ's house um, after uttering weird self-help mantras on her bed, <laughs> um, where she promptly spills her guts, um, t- basically being like, I have no direction. Please take advantage of me. I have no idea what I'm doing in my life. Yeah. Um, and then she starts noticing unusually heavy drapes, lack of mirrors, and concludes that Winters is a vampire. Yeah, she's like, you're a va-. Like, everything, this exchange is so bizarre. She's like, you're a vampire. And he basically <laughs> was so sheepish. He might as well have said, I know you are, but what am I? Like, he was just like, yeah, yeah I'm not. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so weird. No, I'm not. Just, yeah, you're not. a vampire. <laughs> that literally was how it went. And like, I was expecting, I was like, okay, now he'll get angry and like attack her. But no, it was just like this weird back and forth childish exchange until Angel basically shows up and she's like, oh boy, you're about to get your ass kicked. Like she literally, yeah. oh, that's the phrase. She's like, you don't know who he is, do you? Like, <laughs> so weird. Uh, so Angel is outside while this is happening, cutting the power <laughs> or blowing up the box that has the power in it. Okay. Well, um, dark anyway. I would have turned a light on. Yeah. Sure. Cordelia starts running away from the dude. So she runs up the stairs. Russell captures her. He fights her off. Angel fights off Russell for a second. People come in and start shooting. Uh, we see that Angel's bulletproof, I guess. Uh, is he shields? <laughs> is she is she shields uh, her body? Nico is wing wing. He takes all his energy, I guess, and jumps down like the stairs in this Fourier and runs out um, outside. They see Doyle. He he's in a convert in the convertible and he wants to 
drive away, but then turns turns the car around and goes full speed at the gate, and the gate doesn't move. <laughs> like the car just gets beat up. So many um, weird moments. And no less than like 1.5 seconds later, they have somehow made it outside the house, probably across a lavish lawn, I assume, and made it to the car. Way too quick. Uh, yeah. They put... Uh, Anti-climactic. Yeah, pretty much, to say the least. Um, they're back at the lair. Doyle extracts all these bullets from Angel's torso and starts like dressing his wounds and stuff. Anyways... The next day, Angel's... It's exhausting. Your breath right there, it's exhausting to watch this. No, it's not. It's just like, it was good as I'm watching it, but now that I'm reading it back and I'm like saying these words out loud... It's ridiculous. The word you're looking for is ridiculous. Um, I liked it, though. That's the thing. They just... The action sequence is kind of corny, but whatever. The, The only thing I like... Not the only thing. The thing I like the most is what comes next, because... Now, like, he goes to the office, and I was like, oh, I was like, it's getting so businessy. Like, I don't care. But then, the best part comes. I will say, it was corny in the sense that fight sequence was all right. However, when he jumps off the thing, you can tell they're on a rope, and, like, he drops her. Like, yeah. when they jump off, if you if you watch it, if you really pay attention, like I do with this stuff, yeah, you'll yeah. see that, like, she's out of his arms. <laughs> and somehow they fast forward to when they land and she has one yeah. foot on the ground when he lands. Oh my God. But they I did just... use squibs, which is cool, which means they gave a shit. Yeah. So you which... could see like when the guys were shooting him, that like there was blood. You could see it physically come through a sweater. Yes. That I did like, and it looked realistic. Like when that girl was bleeding from the hat, like they looked realistic. Okay. But it was just, just a foolish scene um the next day angels uh goes to the top floor of this like big huge high-rise building where he confronts russell i assume that it's his like office building that's where that's where i started being like oh my god like i want this to be over and because i was like no the what they're gonna have a business meeting about like right and wrong but but the best part comes next yeah so uh He's meeting in there with the same lawyers that we saw earlier. Uh, Angel asks the CEO, basically goes up to his face and goes, hey, can you fly? And then forcefully <laughs> kicks out the executive chair that he's in through the window. It was actually like the softest role ever. Um, and he's exposed to direct sunlight. Um, he bursts bur- into flames. And then he's just like falling like from like a really high story, just like burning in flames. Like that was a cool shot. And then he just like, like explodes into dust and like the best part about it is that angel's so like calm and like satisfied with himself he just does like a little smirk like that kind of part was cool like you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. the attitude i wanted him to have the whole time but they didn't like they didn't know what to do with him he seems like dorky and awkward when he's trying to talk to the girl he seems like he's almost like stupid sometimes when they're telling him things and then here he seems like confident and like cool like so it's almost like his character shifted so many times within one episode. Well, this is supposed to revert back to what he's normally doing is kicking ass and killing people. Yeah. It's what he feels comfort in. That's how I yeah. take it. Uh, the lawyer picks up the phone and says, no, we don't need to tell the senior partners just yet, but there's a new player in town. Hangs up yeah. the phone. That was pretty cool. Yeah. 
Um, so it seems like the lawyer is going to stick around a lot longer than the Russell Winters. And I thought it was going to be backwards. Yes. My thoughts exactly. I thought, I thought he was going to be a kingpin. Yes. From um, Daredevil. I thought for sure that like this Russell guy is probably, I was like, well, maybe they didn't explain as much about him and his motives because he's going to carry on. So then when he died, it did kind of lead me to believe like, all right, well, this lawyer must be something or he's the head of something. Yeah. Yeah. And they they are the big people. Right, 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 right. Which are like, if you go back to like Buffy, there's like a whole, you know, people in hell. Like order, I I assume, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so back home, Angel calls Buffy. This is what I talked about earlier. He hears her voice and then hangs up. Later, Cordelia wakes up and she proposes that the three of them put a sign out front and go into business of saving souls oh, as a team. God. At least um, until her inevitable stardom materializes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doyle observes many people in L.A. Uh, need help. And he asks if Angel is game. Very stupid part right here. Oh, stupid. And all of a sudden it cuts to like Angel alone on top of a skyscraper looking over LA and then all of a sudden he goes, I'm game. <laughs> so <laughs> fucking stupid. He's out there like a damn gargoyle. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> like first of all, I hate this. Like, I hate that they're going to open like a detective agency. Like, it's lame. Like, I wanted this to be Angel sewing up old wounds and kind of finding people he is wronged and trying to make it right. So, like, okay, he's back. This is Vampire Daredevil. But, but like... I just want to say that. Yes, it is. Which is... But, like, he's 300 years old. Okay, you're not going to go back, whatever. But you could find ancestors. Like, to me, it would have been more interesting if, like, his missions, as I'll call them, from Doyle are related to people that he has wronged in the past. And somehow... I mean, because he used to devour quite a few people, as you saw in the background. So, like, to kind of become a protector of these people, hence the name Angel. Like, I'm not into a private eye angel. That's that's bizarre to me. But I am into, like, righting old wrongs. Like, I wish that it went down that path. I did not need, a, you know, private detective agency. Like, it, it can be a little more mythological, a little more rooted in things of his personal life because... His background is really interesting. Like, let me tell you a little bit. Like, when he he meets Buffy, blah, 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 they go out, they fall in love, this, that, and the third, and he has his soul, like they told you about in the thing. Well, as soon as he fucks Buffy, the next day he wakes up and he's bad because he wasn't exposed to experience that kind of thing. So there's a whole story that goes with that. And then he's got to, like, again, get his soul back. So he has a really interesting background. And here, they make him seem like such a one-dimensional character who really hasn't, like, found his footing yet and stuff. Like, I... I just don't like it. Yeah, I have no idea where this is going to go. So my prediction for this is that he's going to sell self-sacrifice stuff. Yeah. That's what I mean, the best the best parts of what David Boreanaz does as the character of Angel was like when he went bad, they would call him Angelus. Angelus? Like, get what I'm saying? And he was like shisty and sarcastic and like mean and like you were kind of almost afraid of him even though he was still like an attractive alluring like being so that's the kind of shit that he does cool so if they carry that into this i'm more into that but this whole like i don't know private eye like for the shitty of los angeles is not my bag 
So I think that it's going to be some sort of tug and pull of like his inner demons and stuff like that facing former demons, just like we did in Xena. Here we go. It's like a, just a riffraff of a bunch of other stories that we've done. You have like the daredevil aspect where they're taking cases and going after like these high profile like money people like Kingpin and Daredevil where they're going after like these big people that control, you know, the whole city and they're going to try to take them down type of deal, but ultimately ends up like sacrificing himself for the greater good. So I probably think this is going to end with like him getting burst into flames in the sun, trying to save someone. Okay. I think that's a really good way to look at it. I think more so that it's kind of going to be my hope is back to this like lore more so like I hope it ends with more like relationship building and more um kind of just exploration into who he is and maybe he becomes like something even better like I don't really want him to die I want him to be better is my prediction well find out on Thursday what ends up happening in this so this is one of those ones I'm like kind of bummed I kind of liked it so I'm a little bummed I'm going to miss the middle. But oh well, I'll see what happens. I don't have time anymore. I'm a dad, so I have no time to do this. So I wanted to end the episode of just saying I want everyone to give Joe a big congratulations. He became a dad just a few days ago. You're going to be hearing this a little bit afterwards. So he still like has baby brain and all of that. But um, definitely super excited about that. He does not have as much time to um, binge watch shows anymore, which can only benefit our show because we have much more that we'll be able to watch now. Come back Thursday. Follow us. Spoil everything. Pod on Instagram. Like, subscribe. Do the damn thing. Listen to us. And we will see you Thursday for the finale of this. So later. Later.